0: the sportsman's nation is a two percent for conservation certified business and on august 21st you can join other conservationists all over the world in supporting community conservation day it's a day for anyone to give their time and or dollars back to their local ecosystems and favorite conservation causes for more information on how you can participate visit fish and wildlife.org What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson. And today on this particular podcast, we're going to be talking about accessories. And uh, I know it's not a popular topic to talk about because uh, a lot of the quote unquote sexy products like bows and camo and boots and, and uh, arrows and broadheads, like those are, are products that everybody really gets into. But I want to say one thing when it comes to accessories. Some accessories that we use on a every hunt basis, let's say like a a screw in a screw in bow holder or a screw in hook, let's just say, or a uh, uh, I forgot what the other one was going to be, but a screw in hook. Sometimes if uh, you're let's say you're doing a run and gun and you get to your tree and you forgot your screw-in bow holder or your screw-in hook, that can almost ruin a hunt because uh, you have to maybe hold your bow or hold your backpack or find a creative way to, to do something where you left it. It's, it's a shitty make, and it breaks. And now you're, you're in a predicament that you didn't think you were going to be in for that hunt. So sometimes uh, accessories aren't very fun to talk about, but they are important when it comes to an actual hunt. So today we have on Josh Dutton, and uh, Josh is one of the key players for a company called Half Rack, and as of now, they're uh, an accessory company. They make uh, a variety of hunting, you know, products, uh, gear, and equipment for for the hunter, and uh, that's what we talk about today. And it's nothing flashy, but it is important. So, uh, Half Rack is the, the company we're gonna be covering today and we're gonna be talking with Josh Dutton. But before we get into this episode, I just want to say a couple things real quick. Uh, we gotta do a commercial and or two commercials really. The average conservationist um, the average conservationist is a two percent for certified apparel line. Uh, or a lifestyle brand let's say they have awesome uh, like I'm wearing one right now there they have some awesome t-shirts awesome hats awesome logo wear hooded sweatshirts among other things and uh, what's cool about their products is that of all the money they make off the top 10% goes to a conservation effort, in some way, shape, or form, whether that's at a national level or at a local level. So, right off the top, 10% is going to a good cause. So, by you going to their website, theaverageconservationist.com, buying a hat or a t-shirt or a hoodie, um, you're in a way donating to conservation. So uh, what I'm going to say is go check out their website, theaverageconservationist.com. One of my favorite hats right now is the general hat. Go look it up. It's badass. And if you do decide to purchase something, enter the discount code NFC10. NFC10 for 10% off of your purchase. Um, And don't forget to listen to the Average Conservationist podcast. They're partnered with 2% for conservation as well. Lone Wolf Portable Tree Stands. You, you hear me talk about these uh, these tree stands all the time. Made in America. They're quiet. They're, uh, once you get past the learning curve, very easy to set up. It becomes like another appendage. And it is a tree stand system that allows you to get into uh, the right tree. Not just the closest tree or a straight tree, um, but the right tree. And sometimes five yards can make a big difference, especially when you're hunting. So it's quiet it's lightweight and it is very functional when we talk about crooked trees trees with a lot of branches and it gets you in the in the right position so i'm a huge fan of the assault with four sticks i can get anywhere i want to be with that setup so uh, lonewolfhuntingproducts.com go check it out um Browse around, look for your favorite uh, setup, do some research there. And then enter the discount code 9FC21 at checkout. That's 9FC21 at checkout. And that's going to save you $50 off of all purchases over 200 bucks. So you have the potential there to save 25 20, 18 to 25% depending on what product you buy. So uh, lonewolfhuntingproducts.com, check it out. Now we are done with the commercials. Let's get into today's episode, talking about Half Rack. All right, on the phone with me today from Half Rack, Mr. Josh Dutton. Josh, man, what's up? How's it going? It's going good, man. Uh, we've had—I'm here in Iowa. I'm sitting in my office, and the weather the last three days has been absolutely gorgeous. It's not cold. Mm-hmm. It's that—it's the spring that you kind of want, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So I'm not too far from you. I'm up here in Wisconsin and it's, it, it seems as though like literally the last week has actually been spring. We've had yeah. a really warm, like end of February, early March, and then it got cold again. And it's been, uh, interesting. I got my turkey season coming in next week here in Wisconsin. So hopefully the weather sticks around and we can get into the, uh, the, the turkey hunting and right. prepping for whitetails. So it's a right. uh, time's ticking.
0: Yeah. That's a fact. Uh, I am, <laughs> like I, I, I said this uh, a while ago, but like I am a, I get excited about turkey hunting while I'm turkey hunting. But once, like before the season starts, I'm not losing sleep over it. And once the season is over, I do a complete hard pivot right towards deer hunting again and, and big game and all that stuff. So turkey hunting's cool, but it's not like, the end of me you know what I mean if I if I yeah. skip a season or i i oh I, I can't go or whatever I, I'm just happy
1: no one's making me make a decision between the two because yeah. I absolutely love turkey hunting yeah like I am ate up with it I've already been in Kansas this year and I try to get at least two or three hunts in a year and just I don't know I, it's probably because you're pinned up all winter long and you can't do anything and when yeah. you're finally able to go out and and you know hunt again it's just it seems like it's it, to me it's just one of the things I really enjoy. And then like you said, kind of goes right in at some point, I don't really know when it's defined, but I do start changing my mind and start worrying about food plots and putting different tree stands up and clearing paths and putting water holes in and mineral and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, I'm just happy. I don't have to pick between the two because it would be a a pretty hard decision, but I, I think I'd probably still lean bow hunting for deer, but, uh, man, I, I really love Turkey hunting.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of the opposite. I, if someone made me choose without, they wouldn't even be able to finish the sentence and I'd go (laughs) deer. Would you rather deer, deer, like, you know, so, um, well let's, uh, let's get into today's episode. Oh, wait one second. Wisconsin, right? I feel like Wisconsin's Turkey season is always later than everybody else's.
1: Yeah. It's a little jacked up. Um, You have to apply for your license and you literally only have one week to hunt. So you apply in December and then you're awarded a week. So I didn't get my first or second choice this year. So I got my third choice. And uh, so that puts me way back. I mean, I'm not even able to legally hunt in Wisconsin until next week. Dang. So there's there's a lot of turkeys that are dying before I can get out there. And it's just, it's it it kind of, it sucks. And especially this year too, because I, I've kind of followed your saga a little bit. I'm trying to get my oldest daughter involved and she's shown a lot of interest in specifically wanting the turkey hunt so it you know how it gets later in the year and it gets a lot harder uh these birds at least get hunted a little bit and the show's not as good so i'm hopeful i can still run into one and maybe get my uh oldest daughter out in front and get her involved with it she's about six years old so this is like the first year that she's really shown any kind of interest in it and yeah i think i'm gonna take a page out of your book i mean honestly i'm just gonna do what she wants to do like as much as she wants to enjoy it as you know what she wants to do is what i'll do yeah. So I won't sit out there all day if she's getting antsy and she wants to
0: leave then we'll leave. So Yeah. So but it's snacks, blanket and just a, a green tablet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't I didn't bring a tablet and I didn't let her have my phone. Um and we had we had a couple uh, little moments where she was she was bouncing up and down, right? And like just yeah. you know and and I I was I was born a run and gun turkey hunter, right? My turkey hunting experience has been, you know, here's the gun. There's the gobbles. Go get them and sit still when it's time to set up on them. And (laughs) I I look back and I'm like, sweetie you can't move. You can't move. You can't move, sweetie. And I kept repeating myself. It's like, "Geez, dad, what am I supposed to do?" I'm like, "Not move." Like, so there was a couple tense moments in there, but eventually it was all about the nature and the footprints and the, you know, the coyote poop and and that kind of stuff over the actual hunting side of it.
1: How old is she again? She's she's 8. 8. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, it's definitely a level of hunting that I'm going to have to just get more comfortable with. It's been one of those things. that has been kind of a solo sport for me for a very long time. So now that I've got children that are starting to show some interest, I'm going to have to kind of change the, my approach yeah. in general. So, yeah. uh,
0: we'll see a lot of learning lessons I'm sure to be had. That's a fact. That's a fact. All right. Half rack. So like before I make any type of assumptions here. Um, Why Mm -hmm. don't you walk us through about what is Half Rack and what kind of role do you play in this company?
1: So Half Rack is a, uh, at least in its beginning right now, is an accessory company. Um, And it kind of came to be because of the history that I have in this industry. I've been in the outdoor industry in some way or some fashion for since like 2008, 2009, somewhere in that way. So for the better part of two, for most of that, I've worked for two companies. And so I've gotten a lot of visibility and seen, you know, good things and bad things with a lot of different companies. Um, there's been a lot of consolidation in the outdoor industry, too. You've seen a lot of different companies that have either been bought up by bigger conglomerates or just kind of going away. Even recently. So I thought in every day, it yeah. seems as though you get you go online and, and you see of another company that's being bought up by another private equity firm, which You know, there's an argument to be made if it's good or bad. I mean, I tend to think it's probably not good for the end consumer, but it, you know, I think a lot of that's yet to be seen. Yeah. First and foremost, I mean, the reason why we really came to this is we're all passionate outdoorsmen and you'd be honestly surprised how many people in the outdoor industry really don't hunt or fish or camp or do any of that. There's, you know, there's, there's a a ridiculous, kind of a almost ridiculous amount of people that don't. Yeah. Um, So it was one of those things where it was approached to me by some of the clients and a friend of mine that, you know, TJ, um, I work with him on a daily basis anyway, with what he's doing with big eight and rack hub. And I had a customer that came to me and said, man, there's just, there's a space right now. You know, there's been a lot of consolidation and it'd be good to have a brand that had like a soul, you know, and he kind of gave an example of some of the other guys that have been out there doing it for a little bit, like a Yeti, uh, a Sitka first light. Some of those guys that have really kind of created community and really focused uh, their energy on conservation as well. Um, that's not currently being done in the accessory category. So what we wanted to do is obviously first and foremost, we have a passion for the outdoors. So we looked at like, what are the items that we use every day? Like, how do we, what do we go out with and what do we hunt with? What do we use the most? And we started with an assortment like that and we kind of just pared it down and we took little tweaks to make them better. Um, it was very important for us to make it affordable, right? We didn't want to have stuff that was out there that was going to be, you know, $30 for a bow arm or whatever it might be. We wanted to have stuff that was more affordable for everybody. But again, give a brand that, or give a brand out there that people can cheer for. And we just, we've seen that already. We started this company uh, in July of last year, I think July or September, August, maybe last year. And we've already seen that there's, there's definitely an appetite for uh, a brand like Half Rack. Um, we specifically are kind of targeting the end consumer with this too. We're, you know, we're wanting to talk to them. We're wanting to create a culture, we're wanting to create a family. Um, we really want to focus on dealers, uh, smaller independent type retailers too, as well, just to give them the opportunity because, you know, unfortunately in the consolidation and on what's happened with the outdoor industry, there's been a lot of brands that, you know, kind of have all kind of funneled into one larger company and when that happens the customer service element of things and just the general you know service that you get from those brands it it, it always diminishes yeah so what we want to do is be able to give a good customer experience uh, both with the retail partners and then the end consumer and then really design a brand in the accessory category that people can cheer for
0: yeah and and one thing that you mentioned with all this col- uh, consolidation that happens is, you know, from a business standpoint, it sounds good, right? And right. It, and just because it uh, some a lot of these brands do consolidate under one big umbrella, doesn't necessarily mean that the 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 brand itself uh, uh, struggles or becomes less of what it was. On the other hand, there are several examples, in in my opinion, of watching a an independent brand consolidate with one of these bigger companies, and watching the brand become like I don't know what the word is when when the like the brand has its own voice to almost mute, yes it's muted it's there yes but it's almost yep. muted and the product. It's like, yeah, there may be some new SKUs that come out, but it's not, it's not exciting when, when a new product or a new SKU comes out, it's almost just like, blah, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: I I mean, so what I see when I see that is I see a loss of innovation, I mean, just because there's, there's like a less um, of a desire, probably in some cases, you know, less of a spend because research and development is expensive. Um, if you own the side counter, which is a fancy term that we use in our industry for where you go shopping, like the gondola that you buy stuff off of, uh, there's really not a need to be innovative. You're not being pressed, right, to be yeah. new stuff coming out and keeping the brand fresh and truly connecting with the end consumer. So, uh, you know, I, I... There's a lot of those guys, and I'm not going to name any of them, but they they do a ni- There's some of them that do a nice job, right? There's some guys that have got out there and, and consolidated companies, and they've done a really nice job keeping the brand, and keeping the feel of the brand. Um, and then there's others that just really haven't. And uh, I just think that there's a place specifically in the category that we're playing in that it, you know people are willing to look for a new brand that they can get behind. And you know we started out immediately from day one with 2% for conservation. Yeah. So every single one of the members that's at half rack, everyone who's involved with half rack is extremely passionate about the outdoors. We're extremely passionate about public lands and wild places and spaces. And we want to do everything that we can to make sure that those places are preserved, uh, for not just us, but generations to come. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, that, that to us is very, very important. That's just not a tagline or something that looks good on packaging. That's, that's really truly who we are.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you this, being on the board of 2% for Conservation, it, it blows my mind the amount of people who, the like, amount of companies that are, are not interested in, in, conversa- in conservation. From mm-hmm. these hunting companies, they make their money off of products that are sold directly to hunters. That's all their products are and they they have no interest in in giving back now they may say they oh we well we gave a free bow to a drawing at a raffle or something like that like i'm sorry but that doesn't that just doesn't count so it's good to see a company like yours um i guess you know have that uh have have that motto i guess or that mission yeah you know what i mean
1: I mean, you can you can kind of look at it too. Is it's a short term way of thinking. I yeah. mean, if you're not supporting the people that support you, you're eventually going to go away. Um, yeah. it's And and there's it's bigger than that, right? I think you yeah. know even if it wasn't for that, we would still want to be part of that and try to do what we need to do for you know keeping uh, our public lands open and access free and and you know uh, whatever we can do to help with turkeys or deer or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, I think you know. That's definitely at our core and our, our, our principles are prepare, preserve, and prosper. And, you know, it kind of goes back into the prepare piece is very obvious. Like we want you to prepare and be as successful as you can on the hunt. Yeah. Uh, Preserve exactly that. I mean, in some cases, some of our items are preserving, like you, you preserve your gun with a gun case or you preserve, you know, whatever it might be with your actual hunting equipment. But it really, the core of what that P stands for is more of preserving the space and the wild places that we have to hunt and the things that we hold very dear and cherish. Yeah. And then the Prosper is, you know, we, we kind of joke about like uh, full freezers and full hearts. You know, it feels good to give back. It feels good to keep, you know, to do something that you can go out and, yeah. and, and tangibly say we helped with this river cleanup or we helped establish, you know, 50 more turkeys in this particular area or whatever it might be um that feels just as good to us as a free full, freezer you know and that to us i think is very important and you'll see that in a lot of our messaging and everything that we've done we have a a phenomenal uh, talented marketing director in Jimmy G and he's really in what he's done on our social media platforms and what he's done on our website he's done a phenom- phenomenal job of kind of having that underlying tone and message throughout what we do, what we want to what we
0: want to do good and you know uh, similar to the Sportsman's Nation, um, I knew I wanted to be involved in conservation right from the, the get-go. And I knew that the budget, right, like I just, I'm working these conservation dollars and, and the time, my time, my energy, everything into what I'm doing from day one. Because I can see how you go up to a, 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 an established company and say, okay, I need you to figure out how to give 1% of your dollars and 1% of your time to to conservation, it it would be a little bit of a struggle. And I see you guys, you guys yep. are doing that from day one, which it's, it just becomes routine at the end of the day.
1: Well, it, honestly, it's easier, yeah. you know, because when you have an established yeah. company that's already out there and they're like pinching every penny and they know exactly how much they have when it comes to the bottom line, regardless of, and I think honestly, 2% is extremely fair with how they, you know, they, they charge their members or not give, you know, their uh, association fees or whatever they call it. Um, but nonetheless, established companies have a P&L that they have to answer to. And it's very difficult to find, You know, especially today in a competitive world, it's very hard to find an extra you know, couple of grand or whatever it might be to donate or give back. And the thing is, is with us being new and very, very small with our overhead, we're allowed to be nimble. And we can say that this is like our core principle. So as we start, we know that we were going to dedicate some portion of what we were doing was going to go to conservation. Yeah. So automatically, and everything that we've done has gotten that built into it right off the
0: bat, absolutely, that's awesome. Well, now let's talk about the birth of this company a little bit you know you you, you kind of scratched the surface on it uh when <clears> you were <throat> just like, yeah we feel felt there was a space there, but yep. when it comes to like from from my point of view you know i'm I'm not creating a uh, an accessory company or whatever right. you know whatever it is you guys are doing." But I I can go to Walmart, I can go to Bass Pro Shop or Cabela's, I can go online. And there are a hundred different options for uh, accessories, even some, you know, like the stuff that you're competing with, basically. So, yep. so why go in that direction?
1: So first and foremost, we're going to try our very best to provide the best service that we can to our customers and the people that are fans of Half Rack. Um, initially, like what we just finished talking about too, is if someone has a choice and they're on the, you know, the side counter and they're looking at what kind of items they can buy, you know, we hope that a company that can give back and is, a you know, conservation focused would get a leg up, I guess, in regards to as long as pricing being fair and everything else in regards to the features and benefits, we think that that would also, you know, entice that, Hey, we're giving back. We're getting what we need to use for hunting and we're also able to give back to conservation and support some of those uh, efforts that mean a lot to us. I mean, we've heard a lot. We're, you know, like I said before, we're hunters first outdoorsmen first. So we know that those things are very, very important to us as hunters and the community that we talk with hunt with uh, we associate with, we know that it's important to them as well. So, I, I, you know, those are the two, I, you know, also innovation, right? So we're really going to do everything we can in our power to have, the best mousetrap. Right. So if we're going to do a bow hanger, we want it to be the best bow hanger that you can buy for the money. Uh, And then we'll stand behind it with the customer service and give people, you know, that attention and and the service that, you know, honestly, I I think in any industry, everyone's kind of experienced the lack thereof of customer service. So that's where we really hope that we can stand above our competition. And, you know, um, we certainly understand that it's, you know, people are going to go in there and it's commodity in some ways, and they're just going to buy The brand that, you know, happens to be right there and that's, that's okay. You know, but we do hope that those guys that might be thinking a little bit longer term and have a more of a conservation approach to their thought um, would select us.
0: Yeah. All right. So all of that, with all that said, that's great, right? It's great that you guys are focusing on conservation and it's great that you um, are focusing on uh, giving back. But at the end of the day, right, the product like for, and I'm just going to speak from my own uh, mouth here is it's great. I, I, I want to support a company that supports conservation. I want to do this, but at the end of the day, if that product does not work, I don't care what you do. If it costs me a deer or I'm having to struggle, <laughs> struggle with it in the woods, or if it makes a clink or a noise, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that's how I operate. You know, it's like this very detail oriented thought process that goes into every purchase and and all that stuff. Go ahead.
1: I can can assure you that everyone here at Half Rack is gear junkies. We are absolutely ate up with it. Mm -hmm. So we are, you know, using it on a daily basis. We're not going to put anything out there that we won't stand behind or think that it's not going to serve the need or meet the threshold of what we're claiming that that product can do yeah so while all that other stuff that we just talked about is important and we think that's what makes us different we also know we need to produce an item that's quality and it's going to stand out and be able to handle whether you're you know whitetail hunting in wisconsin or you're in colorado elk hunting it's got to be able to answer the bell yeah and everything that we do uh we are more than willing to stand behind and we will um like i said we're product guys um, we're not going to put anything out there that we don't believe in.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when you guys said, okay, let's, let's start half rack. What was the conversation like about what products to introduce <laughs> first?
1: Uh, yeah, it wasn't really formal. Uh, it took a little while for us to kind of kick it around. I think, you know, and it at one point in time, I don't know how it happened or where it happened, but, um, we just got sign after sign after sign, like this is something we need to do. And, and, and so we really got serious about it and took a deep, hard look at some of the products that we know are successful. And we know that we use on a daily basis, primarily around whitetail hunting right now, um, and turkey hunting. Uh, so we kind of had a good idea of the SKU base that we wanted to start with, um, just based off of what we've used and, on a daily basis or where we thought there was opportunity to improve. Um, Like our bow hanger, I think our bow hanger fixes an issue. One of the major issues that I've always had with my bow hangers, if you get a lot of weight out and you don't get the threads in deep enough, the bow starts to sag, right? So the bow will kind of go down. Well, we've put in a little slide clip that actually embeds into the base of the tree that gives it more support. So it won't slide. We also put a, a quarter thread on the top of that. So you can put in your, Ozonics unit, or you can put a GoPro unit. So you're not having 15 different arms in your tree. You can utilize that as just a
0: general accessory ah, port.
1: That's,
0: so uh, I use an Ozonics and I really like that idea, man. That is, yeah. that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And it's beefy enough that it's going to be able to support the Ozonics machine. And then also it'll be able to support your bow. So we took some of those items we know just honestly sell well and people buy them. You know, I, can't tell you how many bow arms i buy in a year i probably buy three or four of them they just find the way to lose them i lose them out you know and out of a bag or in my garage whatever it might be so it's one of those things on a yearly basis i seem to go out and buy a bunch and i've just one of those products that i've always thought there's a better way to do this yeah that's Uh, awesome and and if you know tj at all you know that he's like beautiful mind smart so you know he's an engineer at his core which he hates that when i say that but he can he can go back and just, you know, pick apart, uh, any item and make it better. So I usually, I mean, I can't tell him in text messages I sent him while hunting this year, like picture of whatever I was using. I'm like, can we do this better? Yeah. Like it shouldn't be like this. And then he'd be like, yep, let me work on it. And like literally a week later, we'd have renderings and drawings about how to do it. So yeah, a lot of this stuff is developed from field testing. Um, everyone that's associated, like I said before with half rack is, is we're hardcore users. Yeah. Um, And we, we need our stuff to stand up and we need our stuff to work. And there's a lot of that's, you know, that's been out there forever. I mean, it's just the same kind of stuff that 13 different companies might do and hasn't changed for, you know, 10 years or whatever. So we just took a good hard look at those items and asked ourselves, how do we make it better? Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna let you in on me just a little bit. I'm a pretty laid back guy very rarely get angry Uh, my kids they get multiple opportunities before I hit volcano dad mode (laughs) but there is a handful of products one is a screw in hook or a screw in bowl holder that will get me angry and it is when you have to push in and Uh hard and harder and harder and it still is not catching. do does your bow hook and your or your your tree hook and your bow holder do they are they easy to screw in
1: yeah so the prototypes that we've had yes yeah no they definitely do obviously there's harder woods i mean if you're trying to get into a black walnut or whatever it might be uh you gotta work i mean there's i stupidly hung in a black walnut last year and made more noise it was the dumbest set that i think i had all year just because they're loud messy nasty tree and everything went in hard this is on private our private property so i have screwed in a lot of bow hangers and stuff of that nature and regardless of how sharp they are it's just it's it's hard wood but for the most part guys that are hunting in oak trees or hunting in, you know if you do hunt in a pine for one reason or another, it's our maple they're definitely going to take you're not going to have to you know, sweat too hard getting those things started. So, right? Um, yeah, it's, 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 those little things are important to us and, you know, we will be doing our best to make sure that we do those little things and improve yeah. upon those ways that we can.
0: Yeah. To me, that's not a little thing like that. <laughs> that will ruin me for a, a hunt. Like I'll throw the hook out of the tree and just hold my bow the rest of the hunt. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. All right, so you have a couple screw-in options, you know, the uh, the turkey foot, the single tree hook, the um, the bow, I think you call it the bow wing. Um, yep. What else uh, are some of the first products that you, that you have to market here?
1: So the one that I'm really excited about is I'm a trail camera junkie, and uh, the Cyrus camera mount, I don't know if we got to get you one if you haven't seen it yet, but it's a uh, ball jointed. A mounting bracket for universal fits most cameras and it can mount to a tree post or a tree or a t post um really slick uh really innovative uh, allows us to really kind of maneuver the camera put the camera over a food plot uh put it really on any uh tree that you could fasten it to it's just a it's a it's again one of those things where we looked at like how can we make this better yeah um to get a better angle and it's and that's what we did is we had that uh ball joint um for like just the perfect positioning of your of your trail camera just to make sure it's just so because there's been so many times that i've put a camera up and thought that it was positioned well and then i get pictures out of it and i'm like dang it you know just i need the meal move it a little bit over and for one reason or another you can't because of the way the tree is or however it might be so um that was really the idea at least behind that particular mount and that's one that we're really excited about and early feedback's been really positive about
0: yeah Or all of the products that you're talking about today on like available for purchase online right now? No, they are not. So
1: everything we're hopeful should be in stock by August. And I say hopeful because there's just tremendous things going on overseas right now with bringing in a lot of product. Yeah. Um, It's, it's everything looks good for us. We should be in stock and have everything up on the website at some point in August. So, and then there's, some 60-odd dealers that we have were from everywhere between Farm King to Moe's Hardware. Um, we've got a, a number of retailers that have already signed up and will be supporting us, and they can find their products there. Gotcha. We'll have a, we'll have a full list of all the retailers that are supporting us on our website.
0: Okay. So a majority of the products are, are made overseas then?
1: There's some that are uh, sourced in the United States. Um, there's uh, some that are overseas. It's kind of a mix based off of where – um, honestly, we could we could get access to the materials that we wanted to use and just honestly in, in how we can make it affordable and most cost effective.
0: Okay. All right. So the camera mount is something that you're – you have multiple trail camera mounts or is it just yeah. one?
1: Nope, we have two. So there's the, the Cyrus, which one I was talking about before, and then the 2-op, which is just honestly something that we're surprised hasn't really been done. It's just a vertical mount that also can be used as a horizontal mount with a T-screw on the bottom of it. Um, it looks like a peg that you would screw in for like the old school tree pegs. Yeah. Um, and it's just something that just allows you to put a camera wherever you want and you can also put it up vertically or horizontally. And that's just more of the price point type option.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you this. Um, I like that. I like, I like the keep it simple, stupid methods. You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't need to be so crazy all the time.
1: It, it, yeah. And that's kind of why we formed this. I mean, some of, you know, between me and some of the other guys that we have, we're running so many different cameras out there that we're not all going to run out and get 20 some on Cyrus camera mounts, right? There's sometimes you don't need that. Yeah, you just need, uh, you need a camera mount that you can fasten into a tree or um, a stump or whatever it may be. And and that's why we really, you know, created the two op you can grab a handful of those and throw them in your bag and with your cameras and, and go out and just easily set um, a bunch of cameras.
0: Gotcha. All right. So, uh, there's the, uh, trail camera mounts. What's next on the lineup for you guys?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of one that we've laughed a lot about. Um, and you kind of mentioned it before with snacks with your daughter. Um, but it's again, one of those things that no one's really doing. And we just went out and we're like, well, what can we do? Cause we all like joke a little bit about snacks being loud and you know, the kind of, uh, snacks for racks, uh, i guess you could call it phenomenal that happened in the last couple of years where people have been posting to social media you just see how many people are bringing out food for whether an all-day sit or they have kids or whatever it might be yeah so we we came up with the snack pack which is a way for us to just you know honestly put our food in it and keep it quiet <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so like if you got a nutrient bar or whatever you can take it out it's a cotton poly blend so it's you know, not going to be too bad on your, it's not going to stain or anything like that. You can throw whatever you want in there instead of trying to open up a Ziploc baggie that crinkles and makes a bunch of noise when you're in tree stand, or you're trying to open up a nutrient bar or whatever it might be, throw it in your snack pack and tighten the drawstrings and you're set to go. And you have a quiet snacking option. So that's,
0: that's kind of what I love the marketing talk. (laughs) You have a quiet (laughs) snacking option.
1: (laughs) it's Exactly. I can't. I can't. I, that's just my day-to-day operations. I can't take that out of Can't, me, man. can't uh, turn it off. <laughs> but it, it it is more of a fun thing, right? We just we want to have fun too, and I hope right. that that kind of comes through in our branding and our message that we are a fun company. Um, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those SKUs that you know people might buy it as a joke. They might buy it because it's actually you know they can put some use to it. And it, honestly, I use it for a lot of other things too. We can. I use a thumb release. You can put your thumb release pouch in it. Or if you have other stuff that you're bringing out into the field, it's a way to like, even if like you were talking before, like those hooks, just the generic hooks, you can put those in there. Um, it's just more or less like a storage sack that we use. Obviously we where it's intended for snacks and, uh, we definitely want to have some fun with that. And you'll probably be seeing a lot of messaging from us on our social media pages about, you know, the snack pack this fall.
0: Yeah, absolutely. um, I'm sure you guys have already reached out to Jeff Lindsay on that one huh That dude that dude created snack pack the snack uh the snack craze
1: yeah we'll uh he'll be getting a goodie bag from us <laughs> at some point for,
0: for that um all right what is this thing called the big hoss what's this deal?
1: So the the big hoss is uh, just really a a shell bag. And what we what part of what we do, too, is not just, uh, you know, hardcore hunting accessories is also just general shooting accessories, because we also enjoy that, whether it be trap shooting or just, you know, field time and shooting at the range or whatever it might be. So what we wanted to do is develop. And I actually use this for multiple uses. Like this is something that's really handy for hanging tree stands um but you can also put you know like a box of shells in here you can put your choke tubes in here your spent shells um so it's more or less like a universal um sal- like bag or side pouch that yeah. you could use it's intended for use and on the range when you're shooting for trap and um but if you're uh, any bit like me you like multiple use type items and uh, there's definitely a use for this thing when you're uh, hanging tree stands and you want to put everything in there and ropes or whatever it might be if you're a saddle hunter. Um, so there's a ton of different applications for this. But it, it definitely is intended for a range bag yeah. um, that you can put your, your shells in and you can put your
0: chokes in and just kind of keep everything nice and orderly. Gotcha. And it looks like you have uh, rifle shotgun bags, bow, bow carrying cases, uh, uh, cases for – like. Fat. What are, what's a soft shell, right? Would you call it a soft mm-hmm. shell uh, case, uh, gun yep. cases for not only rifles and shotguns but for for pistols as well?
1: Yep, correct. We have a couple of different styles in that. The uh, Wazi case is more of like your upper uh, price point. Really nice features, leather. Um, just a really quality quilt like fabric um, that just looks awesome. Uh, th- that's probably one of my favorite finished pieces that we have this year. Just it's a good looking. A gun case and um you know i think the pricing still uh, fairly affordable for most people if they got a nice rifle or shotgun that they want to protect i mean 50 dollars for a good soft-sided hard case isn't that bad of a of a price and then you know for the opening price point type stuff and just guys that need to you know put their new shotgun or new rifle into um a new case a soft sided case we have the uh, wildcat cases which are uh, available in both shotgun and rifle and um obviously with our branding we're really if you look through our product you'll see that there's like one staple that's almost on everything it's the rack yeah um which is pointing downward that's on every piece of product that we have it's kind of like our little statement that we make on everything that we do so i just think it's a good looking case i mean yeah. I, you know we're we're trying to be we want to be a brand that people cheer for we want to be a brand that people are excited about um we don't want to be also loud and gaudy with our cases and other things of that nature either like simple is sometimes best and in a lot of ways we take that approach where it's you know we we want to you know kind of show that hey you know we're into this and hopefully at some point in time when the brand grows and people get excited about half rack and everything else that we're doing uh, that will resonate with most people and uh, you'll see the rack used more efficiently just standing alone by itself just because uh, it's something that we're really proud of and something that we think just honestly looks good
0: yeah well that's uh marketing 101 right it, it, as soon as people you know I, there's there's i don't know how many brands there are that have done this over the years is they're just logos now there's no wording in it exactly of and and people just recognize it so that's uh and that, exactly. that's when you hit big time
1: yeah that's that's big time and we're you know we're pretty grounded. We know where we know, right. There's a lot of work for us to do. We have to earn the trust of, uh, both our retail partners and our customers. Um, so, you know, with that, we have to be pretty clear and very purposeful about what we're doing with our products. So people get it and it's clear and it's understood. And then as we hopefully continue to grow, we can get a little bit, uh, uh cuter, I guess, with how we utilize that rack and, and verbiage and stuff around our brand.
0: Yeah. All right. So, you know you guys have this this new company you're you're really not even off the ground quite yet right when when are you thinking you're going to have products for sale august august okay so august is a kickoff to this company right before you know that's the buying season in the hunting industry um right up until the you know the hunting season there um I don't know you that well, but I know TJ a little bit had, had some conversations with him in the past and have worked with him in the past with some things. And, uh, the dudes, I just, just, I've, there's one or two steps ahead of everything. You know what I mean? So I feel very, I feel very comfortable asking this question. (laughs) What's next to come from a brand like this,
1: man. I really wish I could tell you (laughs) there's, there's a lot of stuff that we have in the works that we're really excited about. Um,
0: how do I want to put this? Like it's, more of the same, like more of the mm-hmm. same stuff that's already out there or just no, tweaks to products.
1: Yeah. You'll see us tweak the assortment a little bit. We might add a few more of like, what we'll just say like your generic accessory skus, Right. Yeah. So as we build out, we'll probably, we're going to take feedback from what we hear from our customers and our retailer partners and make tweaks to the assortment. So this worked, but this didn't work. And we really could use something like this. So you'll see like additions to that probably every year. Um, where we'll add a handful of new things here and there that are more or less just kind of the core accessories. What I'm really excited about is some of the stuff that we're working on for 2022. Um, it kind of gets out of the, where we're at currently right now. And it gets us into a different category altogether. Um, it, it's, it's something that will, I'll just say this. I think it's going to change the game for guys that are saddle hunters and public land hunters.
0: Uh-oh. So uh Oh, yeah. so you're going to get into a saddle.
1: We're not doing a saddle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, we're not. uh, (laughs) uh, Nope. We're not. We don't have any interest in doing that right now, but we wanted to maximize um, those guys and like give them the best hunting experience that we can and create some accessories that will pair better with that public land hunter Gotcha. or saddle hunter, a guy that's more nimble and kind of on the fly.
0: All right. All right. So, all right. As soon
1: as, as soon as I can tell you more, Dan, I will, uh, I, I will, and I'll get you some samples and some stuff for you to play around
0: with and awesome and see what you think. Awesome. All right. So someone hears this, right. And whether they find it at a, at a dealer or whether they're shopping online and they're like, man, I need a, I need some bow hooks or I need a new gun case or I need whatever. There's there's all these different options out there for them to weed through before they find what they want to buy. Um, why should they consider Half Rack? First and foremost,
1: we would hope that they would you know consider us for who we are and our principles. Like I said before, the three P's are something that you're going to see a lot of it from us: the prepare, preserve, prosper. Um, we're very very connected with uh, conservation efforts and the things that we want to do and we really truly want to provide best-in-class customer service we want to you know hear what our customers are saying we want to hear what our dealers are saying and improve upon things that we can we know are out there that people are buying anyway and just make them a little bit better um, so you know people have a choice and, and you know that there's good products from our competitors and um, we understand that we just hope that you know when people are in the aisle and they're looking at it, they can take those things into consideration and, and understand that, you know, we're, we're trying our very best to provide the best products and customer service that we can. And, and in turn, we're also doing everything we can to help the community, uh, the hunting, fishing, camping community with support with organizations like, uh, 2% for conservation and, you know, just prolonging and really being an ambassador for the lifestyle that we all live.
0: Yeah. All right, so if people want to find out more information, how are we going to uh, get them to you guys? Where are we going to find you at?
1: So the website is www.half-rack.com, and then they can follow us at half.rack on Instagram. I'm sure we have a Facebook. I don't know what that is (laughs) offhand. I'm sure if you just search that in Facebook, you'd probably find us there as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I tell you what, I have one last question for you. Um, ever since the show uh, Yellowstone came out, do you feel yeah. like more of a badass with your last name? I do. Yeah, yeah. I walk.
1: I walk around. It very <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 great that my family finally got the attention they deserve. And,
0: Amen. And, yeah,
1: no, it's uh, it's yeah, you definitely get more looks. People don't have a hard time pronouncing my name anymore because of that. Not that they did anyway. It's a pretty straightforward name, but right. Yeah. No, that's a, that's usually one of the most uh, common open openers when I'm meeting with somebody for the first time or whatever <laughs> is, uh, do you watch Yellowstone and you know what do you think? And yeah. I am a, I'm a huge fan of Yellowstone yeah. by the way.
0: Well, Josh, man, I really appreciate your time. Thank you much.
1: Can't wait. Uh, we get you up here to Wisconsin. And, uh, I have to mention that I did see you make your old fashioned and, uh, on, uh, the Nine Fingers Kitchen, and uh, I think we need to get shipped to Wisconsin and show you how to make a real old fashioned. Oh boy, that's
0: a that's a challenge, <laughs> dude. That's a well, challenge. I mean, that's,
1: I'm telling you, man, that's like out of the womb you learn how to make an old fashioned. I mean, it's kind of one of those things here in Wisconsin. Like I think we even have like Gatorade flavored old fashions. Huh. Uh, it it's a big deal. And, okay. Uh, okay, not that I wouldn't drink yours. It's just you know a little. It's a little non traditional. I'll say.
0: Okay, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> looks like I got to make a trip to Wisconsin.
1: Yeah man, let's do it.